0: The lathe has been saving my back. I'll tell you what though, I'm sore, but not as sore as I normally would be. It's been killer having that machine up and running. Saving me so much time and so much uh, back break on these big sections of crushed oval prep I've been making, so. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of the podcast. We are back. Last week, we took the week off. It was my daughter's birthday and stuff, and just a crazy week, so we didn't do a podcast last week, but I appreciate all you guys that went to the YouTube channel still, watched episodes you hadn't seen, and got caught up on uh, older episodes and stuff like that. Uh, today's episode, we're basically going to get caught up. It's going to be a solo. Uh, I haven't seen you guys in a week or so, so I want to get caught up, chat, and just reflect on some things. We'll show some function. I think I'm gonna show a standard RBR, a 2020 versus a 20, I think it's a 2016 or early 2017. I think it's 2016 though, cause it's the first ever refined bell recycler I have on the table. It's not in the camera view yet, but I do have the first one ever here and we'll do a little side by side with them. Um, as far as drops right now, I'm doing um, a few weeks of just Sunday sales and taking it slow. For the last three years, I've been doing massive, massive drops back to back to back and um, I want to slow down and make some like fancier, like fully colored stuff. I want to prototype and do some fun things. So I'm right now I'm in that three week period of me just kind of, it's my sort of vacation. I'm still working to one, two in the morning every night, but I'm not pushing myself. I'm like, you have to make four pieces or six pieces per day, seven days a week, nonstop to stay on track. Right now I'm like, hey, you're just going into your studio and you're having some fun you're creating art. And hey, even if you don't finish a piece that day, no problem, finish it tomorrow. Just take your time. So um, really right now I'm just, I'm taking it slow, but I'm still working like crazy. Um, So watch for Sunday sales. That's where you're going to see a lot of the glass dropping over the next three weeks. We're just going to be doing little drops direct from us. And then after that, we're going to be getting back to our big wholesale drops. I just needed a little breather because I've been working like a madman. So I appreciate all you guys that, uh, in shops and stuff that are patient and understanding. Let me get a little, little breather here because we've just been going so hard. Well, I almost threw ash by coffee, or did I? A little bit, not a big deal. Adds Builds character, adds the flavor. Um, what else before we really get into the episode? Oh yeah, uh, this weekend. Actually, when this episode drops, it'll be today. This will drop before we do the Sunday sale. So if you're watching this episode, watch my stream today. Um, We're going to be doing a live Twitch stream for at least a couple hours, and that's Bear Mountain Studios at uh, Twitch. That's our name on there, all one word, Bear Mountain Studios. Uh, We're actually going to, I think we're going to do a couple giveaways on the Twitch stream as well. We're trying to learn how to set up, like, there's all these cool little things you can do, like, like a spinning wheel and different ways you can make it so the people in the giveaway can interact and have some more fun on Twitch. Um, so we're working on that right now. Actually, my wife's working on that today and tomorrow trying to get all the logistics lined up so that we don't have a messy Twitch stream. Hopefully we can figure it out. We're, uh, just learning how to use Twitch. So, but we have a few people out there that are really, really helping us. So thank you guys that are actually helping us organize this and put it together because Sunday, I want to give away a couple caps. And if there's enough people in the Twitch stream, I might even give away an RBR. We will see. If I don't give it away on there, I'll probably give it away on Instagram. Someone's getting a fucking piece. Mm. I don't even know what I'm smoking today. It's something, some sort of chem cross. I can taste the chem, but I don't know what it is. I bought it like a week ago from a cut above down here in Colorado Springs. And I just, uh, it was one of those strain names that has just like a bunch of like numbers and letters and like everything's like means something else. And I just didn't even know what the fuck it was, but I know it's a chem strain. It's good. Enjoying it. First joint of the day, first time smoking today. This morning was a little crazy, just getting um, everything going for the day, and I had some stuff I had to like... There there was a couple steps I wanted to finish on a piece I had in the kiln before I started doing the podcast today. That way, after the podcast, I was like, sweet, now I can just do these last few steps on this super technical piece, because I'm building some really unique, fancy stuff for the Sunday sale. I have a few pieces on the table I'll pull over and show you guys during this episode... We'll show off some of the Sunday sale pieces, but, um, some of the craziest ones, um, I won't even be showing till Saturday. We'll do some sort of preview Saturday morning so that Sunday you guys are ready. If there's something you're interested in and this week's Sunday sale is going to be mostly really, really expensive, fancy stuff, but that's because I never get to make stuff like this. So I wanted to have some fun with it. I even told my wife, I was like, Hey, even if this stuff doesn't sell because I know it's expensive, that's Okay mentally I really needed to just make some stuff that pushed myself and was like more technical so that I could just kind of like reset myself and be ready for the next big super grind I do. Um, so been making some really fancy unique pieces, but I also will have probably three or four uh, micro RBRs available on Sunday, full color with an opal on it and everything for the, like the same price or even like a little less than you normally see in the shop. Cause our Sunday sales are usually just a little bit discounted. Um, or we at least cover shipping or something. Usually just like a flat rate. <clears throat> but yeah. <coughs> my wife organizes all that stuff. It's been so fucking hot in Colorado, guys. I'm sure it's been hot wherever you are, too. It seems like the whole world is just burning up right now. It's been okay, though. I was just saying to my producer before we started this, or who knows, maybe we even filmed it, but I was saying that how me and my wife have been eating a lot of vegetarian lately and been losing a lot of weight. And uh, maybe all that heat's helping too, sweating out some of that extra toxins and fat and stuff. And actually we're not eating vegetarian because of anything to do with like not wanting to eat animals or anything, which respect to anyone that that's your passion and grind. Um, We're actually just doing it because lately, because we we get our, our food delivered from like a meal delivery thing, I've talked about it before, we use Green Chef. And, um, lately the cuts of meat, at least since the pandemic started about, you know, what, five months ago or so, the cuts of meat have not been great. Um, so we're like, instead of like every week getting shitty cuts of meat, let's just start eating vegetarian because at least the vegetables and stuff like that might be a little bit more consistent in quality, which they have been, and it's been great. Mm-hmm. I was watching a podcast the other day cause that's what I do too. I do is was like watch podcasts and stuff. And I was watching this one where these uh, guys were talking about um, traveling to the Congo and living with uh, indigenous people and like hunting with them and stuff and just spending time like living with different tribes. And they were saying like, you know, they asked these indigenous people like, well, do you want to go to America? Would you ever want to go to America? And these people were like, isn't that the place where people like jump off buildings to like kill themselves? Like, why would we want to go there? and they're saying how they had to explain to these people like what you know because these people didn't understand why people would like take their own lives they didn't understand depression or any of this stuff because they spend all their time working to survive where over maybe over here we're a little bit more comfortable so we're we're overthinking stuff but it was just really crazy to just see this group of people they couldn't even comprehend the idea of someone you know hurting themselves because they're like We try to protect ourselves. Like, we're trying to survive every day. We're, like, hunting and and gathering and doing anything we can to protect our families. Like, how do you have time to think about hurting yourself? you got to protect these people. So it was just really interesting listening to this podcast and hearing the perspectives of, you know, depending where people are or live or their living situation. Makes you wonder sometimes why, you know, people over in the Western world where we are maybe aren't as happy as these people that are in these, you know, different indigenous like tribes or different like um people that live in these places where maybe they don't have all like power or or water like clean water available stuff like that but they just seem to be happier i think there's a documentary on that too documentary documentary on that too called uh happy people maybe i'm not sure i can't remember but I've, i've watched a lot of stuff on this because it's it just interests me so much like human psychology and how people think and why we do the things we do you know I feel like now it's you know more important than ever because you're just the stuff you see on the news and everything going on you you wonder why do some people do the things that they do but um yeah we won't go too deep in that i just thought it was so cool that these like these people in the like in like these rainforests like they don't understand the concept of people being depressed does all that stuff just come from comfort you know I don't know. I'm definitely not the guy to talk to about it. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I just find it interesting. So I brought it up. Yeah, we actually had some, uh, people send us in some stuff. I think I should get into that real quick and then we'll start taking some dabs and I'll stop making sense. But before I do all that, let's, let's uh, say thank you to a few people that sent me a few things. First, we got these badass cod swabs from Cannabird. I think it's Cannabird HQ on Instagram. Um, we're going to be using these today and uh, actually they sent us a whole box of these and I haven't av- even been able to use them yet. We've had them for about a week and a half because my wife won't let me use them just in normal life. She's like, only use them for the podcast so you have something nice of the podcast. So we're going to use them on here and I'm excited to try them out and we'll we'll see how they work. I'm sure they're going to work wonderful, um, but they're really cool. I love the color on them and stuff and I love the packaging. I'm a sucker for good Packaging and branding and stuff like that when I see people to put all that time into like quality unique packaging and just branding I just I feel like you're seeing all the energy they're putting into every step. They care. So that's really cool um, also, too I Had my dude Chris Slip Shaggy sent me some coffee from Puerto Rico uh, Man, we tried both the medium and the dark roast dude. I gotta say Your shit is stronger down there. So your medium roast is like the dark roast I normally drink. Holy cow. Wonderful flavor. Appreciate you, Chris. Thank you so much. And then another person we had, oh, let's check this stuff out. One second. Mm. I follow these guys on Instagram. Max select seeds you guys have been following my podcast and stuff you know that I'm a seed collector I love I mean I loved growing and stuff for almost 10 years until my daughter got here and I've taken a break now from growing just because I'm focusing on growing a little girl right now I can't spread myself too thin but once I do start up again I got some fresh genetics to pop here I got this alien black cherry uh, sounds super fire I used to love this black cherry soda uh, strain that I used to have from TGA Genetics or at least a cross of it. Super fire. Diamond spider. What is this? Diamond head times strawberry spider. That sounds fucking crazy. Peach slime. I love the names. Already making my mouth water. Peach bone. See, it's so crazy all the new strains. I'm looking at all the crosses and stuff that they have. Oh, it's fucking dope. And then they send me a fucking, a tech deck with some weed on it. I love it. And all these dope ass stickers. Appreciate you guys. I'm going to break into that new tech deck today. Shred the Gnar and I can't wait to break into these seeds and do some pheno hunting. Because I miss it. I miss pheno hunting. Pheno hunting is like when you buy like a bunch of booster packs of Pokemon cards and you're trying to find that one holographic card. Um, that's what phenol hunting is, but it takes like three months. You like pop a fucking bag of beans and you're like, okay. And then you see how many females you got, you pull them out. And if you're a real badass, you keep the males too because you're about that life. Uh, But most people just keep the females because they're looking for flowers, not pollen. Um, But yeah, and then you it takes like three months and maybe you find something cool. Or maybe you don't. You're like, fuck, time to pop more seeds. So anytime I see a grower out there that's pheno hunting and they're working at that grind, I got nothing but respect for you folks because... That's expensive. It's a big investment to be a pheno hunter. You're literally throwing out thousands of dollars being a pheno hunter because space that you're using to pheno hunt, you could be using that space to get pounds and you're not, you're looking for the turks. <coughs> How'd that feel, babe? <laughs> Balked his head pretty hard. Oh, <laughs> whoa. That last hit <coughs> a joint. I think my dog scared me and Something happened. I got excuses for days. I don't know what happened, but something happened. Whoa. So shout out to the Pheno Hunters out there. And thank you, Max Select Seeds. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Canna Bird. All right. So um, let's uh, do a side-by-side with these RBRs before I start fucking dabbing and stuff. Like I said, we'll show off the Sunday sale pieces here in a little bit. I have a few of them on the table. We'll talk about the builds because I had some pieces break. I had to completely remake one of them, so yeah all right let me turn this a little bit there that looks good so i'm gonna pop this nail out as well man again thank you guys for hanging out and chilling today i hope y'all are doing good i know we didn't hang out last week and i apologize for that Um, but i appreciate you guys that continue to tune in and support me and uh believe in what i'm trying to build here so thank y'all all right so right here is actually the first ever refined bell recycler, number one. And I believe it's, this is actually 2016. It's like late 2016, I made that one. And this would be the 14 millimeter standard RBR back in 2016. And these were, these were what I was selling and they came with the bubble cap as well. They were 500 and we only sold them direct. Um, we only sold them direct because no stores wanted to buy them. No stores wanted the RBRs. I, I brought the RBRs to stores that were friends of mine, people I knew, and people that had gotten drops from me before and sold out of all the other stuff. But in 2016, I've talked about it definitely before, but there was definitely like a lull. There was like this part of our industry that kind of like slowed down, at least for me and a lot of my friends I know. we It was tough, and 2017 was a little bit of the same. But um, like I've said before, the RBR was the design that I actually went back and remade my original bell recycler and refined it because I was like, I need to find something that people like, I can't sell this expensive glass right now. It's on like, I've priced myself out of the market. Like, you know, there was just, there was a lot going on and I needed to find a way to continue supporting us. But like I made this first one and I I made a few batches and I was bringing them around trying to get people to buy them. No one wanted them. However, all you guys on Instagram were seeing my dad videos and you guys were scooping them. You guys were supporting me so heavily directly. And I did that for a year and a half with the RBR. And then I went to a trade show in 2018 and that's when stores started getting the RBRs. But before that I, I was selling bell recyclers since 2013 to stores. I used to be, I mean, from, tw- from, um, from October of 2013 till August of 2016, I was booked solid with wholesale orders. I was doing wholesale nonstop for about three years. And then 2016, after I did my first solo show, which just was incredible, incredible, it was Purple Haze. It was super fun. After that solo show, it's like no one wanted my work anymore. It like all stopped. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Was that it? Like you do your show, solo show and that's over? You did glass blowing? Was that the whole thing? Did I beat the game? Did it, like what happened? And during that year, I really had to look back and reevaluate everything I was doing and I started I went back to my original designs and I refined them, made them better. And I started taking lots of dab videos and trying to show people how my shit functioned. I was like, look at this, please. Cause no one else was posting function videos. I was like, someone's got to do it. I'll fucking do it until people understand that there's something here. Please try this function. But, um, yeah, it was wild. I remember bringing these to stores and no one wanted them. And then that's when we did that trade show. Once we went to our first trade show with the RBR in 2018, which was the American glass expo in Vegas. Uh, that's why I was so shocked that during the pre-sale that we didn't even know there was a presale. we were putting our jackets on and getting ready to leave after we set up our whole booth. because um, you set up your booth the night before. so that way the next morning when the show opens at 10, you know everything's set up, you're ready to go. Um, but we so we set everything up the night before and we didn't even realize there was a presale. and all of a sudden people start coming flooding in and our whole booth sells out in five minutes that night of pre-sale even before the show starts the next day. So that's why I was so shocked too, because I was like, none of these people wanted these before. Why do they want them now? And I think it's because of all you guys out there on Instagram that were buying them directly from me, supporting me, and then you were telling your local shops, you guys need to get these. So for any glassblowers watching and stuff, like it's really powerful if you know the people that believe in you and support you, if they are going to their local shops, they are telling people about you, like, believe in it. The process is not a quick one though. At least not typically i'd say i'm sure there's a few stories out there where someone first day made something that became the biggest thing in the world but that's definitely not my story i i've worked for years on stuff before people noticed certain things you know this is not just happening this has been happening okay so this would be your normal 14 millimeter standard rbr in 2016. here's your 14 millimeter standard rbr in 2020. Both these pieces are the exact same price still. This was back in the day, $500 with a bubble cap. So is this, the price never changed, but look at how much has changed. The size, the shaping, the proportions. Now I will say the function on this is still incredible. Function's great, but as a glass blower, what I'm looking at is just like overall and like this, you can just see how much more refinement has happened since the refined bell recycler Recycler came came out. This was like the prototype one. the ones that came out after this had the foot was a little bit more square, but they were essentially the size and everything. So you can really see um, all those changes that happened. I'll pull on both of them too, and also too, if you guys are wa- are listening to this on the podcast app, again, these are definitely good for good to watch on YouTube because we're doing lots of videos, we're showing side by side, talking about stuff. So, but I'm gonna pull on the um, original first ever 14mm refined bell recycler, just to show you guys that function a little bit, and then I'll pull on the newer one so you can see. And now that piece has had about 30 dabs through it. That's why that water is so frothy, but you can see see it still just shreds. And that's like these were the original ones that people were seeing this is how this all started so now we'll do the newer one now this is a well i'm real popular right now i want to make sure it's not emergency because i got a baby so we got to make sure everything's good okay cool we're good All right, so uh, you can really hear the difference, at least I can, and I can really feel it with this one compared to this one. And now one of the big differences you can notice with these is the size of the foot. And that's really where the main difference is gonna come for the function and the sound and the way this piece, the newer ones feel, is these ones are a little bit more airy. The older ones are a little bit more airy. You can hear them, they're a little airy and they have a little bit harder of a chop. And then the newer ones are a little bit more. You can hear it's like more water moving. And it's more of a smooth rumble. And that has to do with the size of the foot because there's a different like volume of water that's inside the piece. Those are some of the big changes. A lot of people are like, well, why are the foot bigger now? And I'm like, I like the way these feel with a little bit more water in them because the perk is powerful enough. It can easily move like any amount of water you put in it. It's going to easily move it. So having a little bit bigger foot gives the perk a little bit more of a chance to show its true potential as far as how much water it can move effortlessly. And with that little extra water too, you feel a little bit more rumble when it's when it's whipping the water, like the piece will rumble a little more cuz there's a lot more water just whipping in that top funnel. <coughs> but yeah. So, it's crazy to see how far they've come. Sorry, I just got a text message and it totally threw off my whole flow. I'm just being real with you guys. We're here hanging out, so it's what it is. But that's that's okay. So, for me, as the person that makes this stuff, who's made thousands and thousands of pipes, it's nice to see how far things have come, but it makes me wonder. I'm like, yeah, like how much I work and how much I make. Should I be better at glass blowing by now because I do it so much? Like, the guys out there that maybe don't do it as much are super sick. I'm like, do they have real talent? Am I just forcing this shit? Who knows? I'm going to keep trying, though. Uh, But let's take some dabs on these. I think we might even take a dab on the old one. Why not? I do not have butane. Well, I filled my torch with what butane we had left, so we're going to see how many dabs we can get. But we have plenty of flowers, so we can just smoke fucking joints if we have to. But um, let's smoke these RBRs for a second, and then we'll talk about the Sunday sale pieces. We'll show them off. We'll... talk about some of the stories and shit that happened with those and everything about them. While I'm heating this up, I'm just getting back to my wife real quick. Sweet. I don't have a turt pearl in here, but that's okay. I, I, but, oh, where is it? It's in a 10 mil now that's right there on that. I think it's on the concrete right there. I'll you can even hand I can melt it out of there. Sweet, dude, thank you. Hand terps, skin terps, it's all right, babe. It's fine, bro. What a crazy time to be alive, huh, folks? A strange time. See people throughout history that have gone through similar things. I'll be honest with you guys this is probably the best time ever to go through a pandemic. I would not have wanted done this in the early 1900s or the 1600s. No, sir. I mean, pandemics and stuff like that were so like such a big deal back in the day that I actually wrote nursery rhymes about it and shit like ring around the Rosie is about teaching kids about how to stay safe and stay away from dead bodies and shit, you know, put a rose and, pocket for the smell or something. I don't even know. Has something to do with dead bodies and pandemics and something. Something with the black plague, I think. Is where ring around the Rosie comes from. Look it up though, I have no idea. But I think I'm right about something there maybe. So it's just weird. Are we gonna have nursery rhymes and things that teach kids like how to be careful during a pandemic? Those are the things I wonder about. I mean we already have a book that my mom just got for our baby. It's a baby shark book. You know the song Baby Shark, all the kids love it. And some parents and teenagers but that song we have this new book it's all about washing your hands and like covering your face when you sneeze and it's the baby shark song with all the little sharks but they're like wash your hands and teaching the kid to do all that stuff i was going to sing it but i'm not going to do it for you guys but it's just crazy I'm, I'm like wondering am i just being like uh paranoid or are we actually already starting to see stuff being put out there to help educate kids and this will be stuff that's left in history as when we look back we'll remember and be like oh yeah that specific book or that nursery rhyme or that song was made to teach people how to keep kids safe during this pandemic or whatever. Crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for shit to be back to a place where we can sesh and just fucking hang out again, though, because I didn't do it for years. I took a break from like hanging out with people for years because I was like, oh, there'll be time to do that later. But with everything going on now, it's making me realize that, hey, the time is now, you know, you gotta, you gotta spend time with people when you can. You can't just be like, well, there'll be time later. I think those are all the thinkings of a young person, though. You always think there's time later. You think you're invincible. You think that this is all forever, but like everything is temporary. It's strange. Growing up is weird. I'm 30 now. And I'll tell you what, I'm going through cliche 30-year-old shit. I don't want to take a hot dab. That's good. Whatever. Fuck it. I still need to get a temp thing, like a turpometer or something. This actually looks perfect, though. <coughs> Terps. <coughs> Some papaya. (coughs) Some BHO too. I don't smoke too much BHO anymore. Not because I don't like it. Just because I don't really like rosin a lot. (coughs) The other day at the dispensary though. I have $30 left over. So. I got myself some fucking BHO. (laughs) Alright. So let's clean this now. Let's try these can of. Canabirds. What are these? I don't want to say it wrong sticks from Canabird. Okay. Still probably said it wrong. I'm trying. Let's try these out though. Let's clean up this nail and then we'll throw it on the older standard. We'll take a dab on that too. We'll just watch some side by side function. Well, I probably should have waited a little bit longer. Sounds a little warm. What are you gonna do? No, it's not that warm. Just that alcohol vaporizing off cause I'm dipping these in alcohol. It seems to work better just getting all the oil, like the little bit of oil off there. And really, I think the alcohol works best for what I'm doing is just because I don't take my turp pearl out. So I almost have to throw a little alcohol in there and stir it to help pull some of that, you know, claim and shit off that little pearl. <coughs> and I'm, I know you guys have a better way of cleaning your nail. I'm lucky. I'm even... This nail's lucky it's even getting cleaned. For years, we just just destroyed nails. Now we are, we're trying to be better about it because we all know that hash tastes way better off a of clean nail. I mean, it's the truth. It doesn't matter. Like I'll smoke Chaz bangers all day, but I know I'm like, this would have tasted better off a of fresh nail. Um, but yeah, wow. Okay. So the 14 millimeter standard RBRs. I got to say, if you've never owned any of my work, either start with a micro or a standard. I say start with a micro cause they're a hundred bucks less and you're going to get all that same function. And the micros are about the size of these older standards, which is really funny. They're, newer, cleaner, and they're a hundred dollars less than what these used to be. And they're like the same size, which is just, I'm real, like, I am trying here folks to do my best to make stuff that's as affordable and super functional as possible. And I know, I know that for $500 is not affordable to everyone. I know that that's expensive. I know that's rent for some people. However, um, if, like I've said to people before, if you can save up over five, six months and afford a PlayStation or an Xbox, you can afford an RBR. It's all in where your interests are. So um, that's why I always tell people, like, don't hate on someone for buying something. Like you see people that buy a fancy watch or buy a fancy car and people hate on them and this and that. Like, oh, like, like waste the money do this or that with it. It's like, we all have the things we love, you know? I've, I used to be like that. I used to be really shitty with friends. They'd get, like, I wouldn't say it to them, but I'll just be real with you guys. I used to, like book a few years ago before I had a baby before I did a lot of mushrooms and some DMT and stuff like that I used to like see friends that would like get like fancy watches or fancy car or this or that and they would just be like eating nice dinners every night and these people were working hard for what they're doing I'm not belittling what they're doing but I think I was frustrated because I was like why am I working 24/ 7 and I'm just barely paying my- I'm just paying my bills that's it I'm just paying my bills and I'm seeing everyone else out there just seems to be just, you know, having fun and, like, vacationing and only working when they feel like it and doing great. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was uh, jealous. I was angry. This is before the RBR, too. That's why I always tell people that perspective is a a luxury. Perspective is usually a luxury of someone that their bills are paid. They have perspective because they have the time to think about things because they're not stressed about how the fuck are we going to pay the bills this month. So I'm lucky to have perspective now. It could be the psychedelics. It could be the fact that I have my bills paid this month. I don't know, but it's just what it is. So, but I used to have that perspective. I would just see people and like, I would get like jealous and stuff and frustrated. And I don't know. I'm really happy that like, I I still have those moments. I still have those moments. I'm human every now and again, where I get a little like weird And then I'm like, dude, and I pull myself back to reality. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, look, you're beautiful, little girl. Look at your, you know, look at everything you've built. Look how hard you've worked. Be proud of yourself. You know, have some respect for yourself. So I have to remind myself these things sometimes. We're just rambling though, here, folks. We were talking about RBRs, then it got really real and kind of deep again. I'm not really sure, but let's throw the nail on the original 14 millimeter standard and let's smoke it. We've actually been smoking this piece a lot in the studio lately. Um, until this one came along cause I made, t- I, sometimes I get really baked and I make too many pieces or I make the wrong color or t- two of one color. So things happen. I have an extra Elixir standard RBR here. That's amazing. That's what this one is. So we've been smoking this one the last couple of days cause I accidentally made this, but uh, this is what we were smoking before that. Cause I was like, let's rage the original one for a bit. Let's get back to the, our roots of the RBR. Oh man, that BHO hits you in a different way. I'll tell you what though. So when you smoke mostly rosin and then you take a hit of some diamonds, you're that is a that is a totally different animal. Still every day, even though I've been in Colorado for over 6 years, I got a little bit more. Sometimes I do that. I'll leave a little on there. Leave a little extra on there. I've been in Colorado for over six years now, but every day I still feel so lucky when I get to smoke hash. Because I think back to when I lived in New York, I would sit in a Wegmans parking lot for like two hours waiting for someone to bring me some brick weed. Like, I think about just watching videos on YouTube and like 2010, just being like, God, I wish I had lived in California so I could smoke all those fire concentrates and stuff. And... So like every day I still feel really grateful and I still feel really lucky that I get to experience quality hash, quality concentrates and quality glass. The trifecta back in the day though, is when I had, I was smoking all my own glass. It was my hash from my garden. Like I was like, you did all this, like everything on the table was me. But then I realized I was spending my whole life just sustaining my habits. And, um, I was like, you're not going to be able to grow if you're spending your whole life just trying to sustain, like having all these flavors and all these genetics and then all the glass. And I was like, you need to like delegate, you know, you need to pick one thing, focus on it and the rest of the stuff, let the other people handle it that are good at things. Cause you don't do everything. You don't need to do everything yourself. You can try, you can try, but eventually it will not work. You need help and you need to work with people. Teamwork makes the dream work. Man. Feels good to fucking just chill into a podcast. I felt so weird last week not doing one. It's kind of funny once you get into a habit of doing something, then you don't do it, you kind of you feel you feel off. It kind of throws off your week a little bit. Cause we've been pretty consistent on these since since we started this. Stoked on my new table too. It's so much bigger. I might raise it up a little bit. I might raise it up maybe like five inches or so, but like I'm loving the, uh, the size of it because now we can have like a lot more people sit here. A lot more people sit here when, if, when we sash or like have more people on, sorry, my, we're just dealing with some crazy shit right now. It's wild. Right in the middle of a podcast. Um, but yeah, we'll be able to have more people hang out when I have guests and stuff next week. Big Z's gonna be on here. We're gonna be doing a collab, and then we'll also uh, be doing a podcast because I want to learn more about Big Z's story. Like, how did he get started? Like, who was the person he saw? Like, what what did he fall in love with glass? Like, what everything I want to know because I've looked up to Big Z since I started blowing glass. Like, I just you know he was he is the crushed oval guy like. I do Crushed Opal, but Big Z is the, like, that's the guy where I, he's the one I saw do Crushed Opal. And I know someone on here will be like, oh, this person might have done it first. I don't know who did what first, but the first person I was watching and getting influence from was Big Z. So the fact that I've been able to work with him multiple times now and, like, go to his studio and spend time with him, it's just, it's fucking surreal. It is surreal. It's kind of like when I was a skateboarder, it'd be like me going to fucking, like, kick it with, like, Roddy Mullen or Tony Hawk or someone when I was like a little kid of like it's just that that's where it's at for me and I try not to say it to these guys like that because I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable but that's where my headspace is I'm just like oh my gosh Evan you're fucking you're working with one of these guys that you just have looked up to for years it's just so surreal I don't know sometimes I have to slow down though to even try to appreciate it because shit's wild all right let's get into some rosin now some white legend lava and from laser cat i got some gmo from laser cat but that if i hit that gmo right now we'd probably have to send the podcast i'd be too baked because already i'm fucking sorry i'm stretching yawn. it's the morning guys we're waking up together but yeah i'm already feeling pretty baked and i have quite the day ahead of me that's honestly why i did this really hard weld this morning before mark got here to do the podcast because i was like i'm gonna get so baked that And I'm not going to want to do this weld after the podcast. So I got it done this morning. This is almost done cooling down. And we'll get this dab on this original standard RBR here. There, there's some hash out of the mouthpiece and my, my beard stuck to it. Oh, hey, Man, good rosin. I love the way that it tastes. <coughs> so much more than BHO. I'm not hating on BHO. I like BHO too. But there's something about really quality rosin. Man, the flavor. That's what I want. That's like a fucking good coffee. Wow. (coughs) Okay. Let's look at a couple Sunday sale pieces. Keep moving through this. I got to Q tip this now, though, before I forget. Move that over. Wow. That rosin set me straight, though. Feeling good now. Again, got these sticks. Stoke these guys. They just reached out and they're like, hey, can we send you some of these to try out? I was like, yes, please. And I'm sure I've had more companies reach out, but I don't look at my DMs enough. I have been way better about looking at DMs, but still not enough to, like, catch them all. Can't catch them all. Because they're just... There's a lot. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. I, guys, I don't know if you can tell, but clearly my world just got rocked because I'm just trying, I'm scrambling to figure out what the fuck I'm doing right now. Like, wait, where am I? These things are sweet. They got like this pointed tip on them, which I'm sure a lot of companies must do this, but you can get right into the corners, especially with these Evan shore bangers, the way the foot is flared on these nails. That's kind of nice being able to get really. All right. Good enough. Boom. Well, let's, pull out this first one here she's special oh there she is boy oh boy this piece was was really something so i uh i posted this up on saturday night around 1 1 a.m and i was very excited and then the internet was very excited too Sunday morning on my daughter's birthday, I woke up to open the kiln. I was like, fuck yeah, it's going to be a great day. It's my daughter's birthday. I'm going to open the kiln, see this fire-ass piece. I'm going to spin some water. The people are going to be like, yeah. And then I'm going to go hang out with my kid all day. Well, I opened the kiln and it was in pieces everywhere. A bomb went off inside of my kiln. I don't know what happened. I literally don't know what happened. And that's why it's frustrating because usually as a glass blower, you can kind of look, you'd be like, ah, there's some stress. or there, You find something, a reason why it exploded. I dissected this motherfucker. I'm really not sure why it exploded. But shit happens. And I was very upset, but I was like, you know what? It's your daughter's birthday. Today's not about you. Do not... I told myself, I was like, Evan, do not go inside and tell anyone. Do not even talk about it. Don't show anyone just go in there and smile and be like, this is the greatest day ever. Let's have cake. And that's actually how I felt because I was over it in about two minutes because honestly, guys, I've broken hundreds and hundreds of pieces. I've lost tens of thousands of dollars in materials. And when you break something, yeah, you're like, okay, I lost two days of my life. I have no proof that I existed or I was anywhere. However, Ain't no thing. Let's make a new one. So we did it. And this piece is very special. This this is prep I've wanted to do for a while. I got to give my buddy um, Robbie Slob a shout out. Uh, Slob Glass. Uh, he. And this color is inspired by a color he makes, and I think other people probably make it too. But it is uh, pink slime over like an orange cadmium like oj or something like that and you make this like sherbert kind of color like a pink sherbert color well i wanted to make a similar color but i wanted it to be way more transparent so i used that glass alchemy um they have like this newer it's like a newer formula of a color they've been dropping for years called thomas transparent orange i believe or test labs orange I don't know, but it looks like orange high C. If you guys have ever seen me post those orange pieces on my Instagram that look like the fucking orange drink from McDonald's, that's what it fucking is. So I took that orange, and I sleeved pink slime over it, and then I sleeved crushed opal over that and pulled it down. So it made this, like, really crazy, like, peachy kind of colored piece, but with, like, pink fume all over it. And then sparkly crushed opal, rainbow crushed opal. So it's the sherbet sparkle... It's a 10 millimeter, and people are like, why'd you do 10 mil? It's because a 14 mil joint would not fit inside this piece. It's too narrow. The width of this is like a 10 millimeter RBR. So this is a 10 millimeter RBR here. The 10 mil you guys have, or if you don't have one, but if you've smoked before, this is the exact diameter of a 10 mil. The foot is obviously a little bigger because it needs to be for the size of the piece. But this upper diameter is just like your regular like 10 mil. So that's why it's so narrow is because a 10 mil joint, that's what fits in there. That's how I wanted to do it because this is a 10 millimeter version. If I did a 14 mil version, it'd be really big and it'd be a lot of crushed opal. These are the biggest crushed opal sections I've ever made. Like this tube right here that made this, just this can was about 1.4 pounds. And then this section was just over a pound. So there's like about, I would say like, cause I ripped off ends and stuff like at least there's like probably two, And a quarter pounds of glass like in this piece but it's full crushed opal the whole thing is solid crushed opal so it's just it's the biggest crushed opal sections i've ever done i also posted a video on my instagram it's like a 30 second time lapse if you guys want to check that out of me assembling this drain you know it's going to be a few posts back because we drop these on sundays and i post way too much so it's going to be at least a few posts back but check it out if you're interested in that. But yeah, so we—I well, remade it. I say we because Cormac Glass—he blows out all the color for everything we're doing. Like when he started here, Bane, bro, your paw is clean. It's super clean. You don't need to lick it anymore. Um, when Cormac started here, uh, he was—he started doing coil pots. That's where I had him start doing. So he started doing coil pots for me, and after about like, after about eight weeks, he was doing coil pots, and I was like, sweet, like, we're we're good to go. You're doing coil pots now. Like, you're doing the prep for pieces. I was still doing a lot of the coil pots, too, because we had a lot of glass to make. And when you're, like, learning how to do stuff, maybe you're not the fastest. But then, like, this year, we moved into doing blowouts instead of the coil pots. So now everything's blown out, and he's been doing that. And he's gotten really, really good at his blowouts. So I'm just... I'm grateful that you know. Grateful to have him; that he's just he's just worked and practiced. He's very consistent, and uh, just being able to have someone have color on handles for me so that I can so I can sleeve it all up and do all the crazy stuff to it. Because if I'm doing all the blowouts, like half of my week is going to be spent just blowing out color. Uh, it might be faster now on the lathe, I could probably blow out huge sections on the lathe a bit faster But still the point is it's nice to just have it done So it saves me a step so that I can just grab colored tubing and start sleeving it over other colors Throwing opal in there and just getting wild with it and pulling it down So but this is a color combo I wanted to do for like a while and I'm really really stoked how it came out I'm great. I'm, I'm just grateful for Cormac that he's crushes out the color And I'm proud of myself that I didn't fucking quit, that I was resilient enough to go back at it, even after losing days and hundreds of dollars in material, but totally worth it. And like I said, even if it doesn't sell, I don't care because I'm proud of myself and I love this piece. She's a shredder. Uh, I posted some videos of it and stuff. If you want to see uh, the crushed opal a little bit more, just check on my Instagram. Uh, that way you can really see the crushed opal because it's tough to capture unless you're like really like hitting the light right and all that stuff. Usually you see people do crushed opal on black, but when you're doing it on transparent and colors and stuff, you definitely need to like, you know, hit it in the right light to get that opal to fire out as hard. Same with black though. Even if you have a black crushed opal piece, if you're not hitting it right with the light, it's just going to look black. It's like it like reflects light, but yeah, really special piece. Sherbert sparkle. Call it the five by three, five diffusion, three drain, but yeah, there's no exact name for it. It's just a five by three right now. I'm stoked how it came out. All right, let's pull another one out here. Ooh, here's colors you never see me do, at least not a, a little fingerprint there. Um, at least not with fades. Typically you don't see me do meta. This is meta and secret white faded full crushed opal is a 10 millimeter, uh, triple double RBR triple diffuser, double drain. So many names, but the variety is what makes it so fun. At least in my opinion, uh, this piece, I'm really stoked how it came out. I rarely use these colors. They are difficult colors, at least the secret white's not hard. Meta is a can be a bit of a tough color sometimes to use. This is the best Meta piece I've ever made. I'm really stoked how this one came out. She absolutely shreds. Actually, I think she has water in her. Let's move this out of the way real quick. Let's see here, let's move this mic a little bit. We'll go this way. I think. Let's see if we can see the drying there. It looks like you can see it. All right. Shredder. Little chirper, just, just hear those little whispers and those pops, I love that shit. That's, that's that weird stuff that I like about pipes. Is like the weird like chirps and pops and sounds it makes when water is like moving through the piece. Wow. Really weird. Because that's something I never thought I'd even I remotely like as a kid. I'm like, that's what I'm going to like when I grow up. The sounds of pipes chirping and popping. Okay. But we have two of these though. We have this purple one too. This one's fire. Uh, so this one right here is pink slime faded to... Royal jelly and what this piece looks like and you probably can even see it on camera cause this thing's really like, uh, I mean it shows up really good on camera cause it's a dark, rich color. Those dark colors definitely are easier to capture, but this piece, the fades almost look like purple and pink nebulas like, like gas clouds exploding through each other with all the sparkles. Like it's just, again, look at my Instagram for like more videos. I'll, I have videos of these like showing them with black background and like a nice light and everything and you just see how crazy all the fade and crushed opal is uh but another one that really stoked on pink slime royal jelly fade and some people might be like man those colors are really similar but they're just different enough that they blend together perfectly but create these really interesting like cloud and fume formations and then sleeve it up with opal it just creates a really unique and stunning piece so, and we did some uh, different opal placement this time on these ones. I did it uh, inside this little drain section because I was gonna put a cab on the side, but the cab on the side sometimes hides the faded pieces, like at least the the real like nice faded part of them. It might block part of that. And then, but also too, I was like, it'd be cool to see both sides of the opal. So that way if like whatever side you're seshing the piece, like you get a shot of an opal. So I dropped them right there and I'm pretty stoked how they look. I think they came out really nice. Um, yeah, and I'm excited for Sunday. I'm a little nervous. I hope the Twitch stream works out. I hope I don't hype something up and then fail because I've noticed a lot of people have that issue when anyone's, like, when anyone's become, what, oh my God, I can't even talk right now. Holy shit. You guys ready? <clears throat> Here we go every time we do a drop and maybe a store has a little bit of an issue with the volume of people that, you know, participate in the drop, uh, people get frustrated and I really don't want to be added to that list of people. So I'm hoping that not that many people hear about it, even though I'm promoting it, but at the same time, I hope it's just all like the homies chilling in Twitch, having fun and talking because you don't need to be in Twitch to buy a Sunday sale piece. Uh, how the Sunday sale works, I know a bunch of people have asked, and I'm going to post something about this as well. But how the Sunday sale works is it's just on an email. Like, I believe we're going to start it at 11 a.m. mountain time. And uh, so I think that's going to be 10 a.m. on the West Coast. And what's that fucking 1 on the East Coast? Who knows? But it's uh, 11 a.m. mountain time is when we're going to start it, I believe. I'll make the official post. You guys will see it on Instagram. But basically how it works is you just send an email in. So my wife tells people, hey, have your email pre-written up at 11 o'clock. Hit send for exactly which piece you want because we're going to show all the pieces before we start accepting emails. And it's first come, first serve. Essentially what the email is is it will make a list of names. Do not send a second email because if you send a second email, your name gets bumped to the bottom of the list. Send one email and just chill chill in the twitch feed smoke i'm gonna do some giveaways we'll just chill and my wife will be right next to me on the computer saying hey this one is sold this one's pending i'll keep you updated these are pricey so i don't see this being like as crazy as when there's a bunch of clear ones available this should be pretty specific and they might not all sell these are you know expensive like i think these two are around 2800 um i'm not sure what the sherbet sparkle is yet we're really debating on it we're trying to be reasonable but at the same time like it's man she is a super special piece um but yeah so these are on the pricier side so i think this is going to be more like very specific collectors that have been waiting for something very special that's more unique they want one of the unicorn pieces they don't want one of the just standard clears which this is going to be the chance to do it, and we can hang out during the day. On Sunday, I have my parents will be here, so they're going to watch the kiddo. So me and my wife are going to just chill on computers and hang out with you guys on Twitch and do some giveaways, sesh, all that stuff. And um, we'll see who's getting these pieces. If anyone. If not, then we'll just we'll admire him here at Bear Mountain Studios. Okay. Where are we at, Mark, with time? We've got to be doing pretty decent, right? cool cool this has been chill guys we're gonna do another episode my dad too um i want to do another like maybe just one longer one and then we'll just have like a couple of them so we can share them because they're only here for a couple more weeks or a few more weeks or whatever so we gotta get him while he's here you guys seem to really enjoy that at least the hardcore listeners did um and there are so many things that I interrupted about that we did. We should have gone way more into. Uh, everything was almost just like, here's a ton of different things we know, but we're not going to tell you shit about it. How about that? <laughs> like, so let's talk about what we actually know. Um, not even know. Let's just talk about what shit says for history. We don't know anything. History is very weird. You know, Who knows? what's really accurate or factual we just have a lot of information and we interpret it however we see fit for our own narrative so whatever you guys see me say that's just going to be my perspective probably on what the way i want to see the world history is defined by the people who you know i guess regurgitate it to the people who follow them i don't fucking know i don't know anything this is crazy i dropped out of high school why are you, why are you guys listening to me what's going on right now let's smoke this honey jar recycler though this will be fun so this one right here, I kept because, uh, I saw like a weird little crack on the perk and I was like, I could totally fix the crack in that perk, but I'd have to pop a hole in the bottom and put a torch inside of there. And I don't want to do that to her. So I'm like, you want to just hang out here at Mountain Studios and we'll just smoke hash all day. And then that's where we're at now. So now this honey jar hangs out with us This is the new 2020 she's a shredder. I just cleaned her this morning. So, we got that fresh, ultra clean water, not all turped out like these last couple pieces I've dabbed on. And I know we definitely got enough butane for at least one last final dab here, and we'll do it on the honey jar recycler. Let's warm this up. That pearls, there she goes. So we're working on right now we're about to get our first like nice camera and I think we're going to start doing like some sort of like morning show thing. I know we can just use a webcam for Twitch to do it but like we also want to get our first like nice camera to start having things if we want to do like video logs and do different stuff and we're like able to go out around Colorado and shit. I don't know. Just give us more opportunities to create content. That way, if I'm feeling inspired at two in the morning, I can grab that nice camera and just fucking make some shit. And the next day, check it out. If it looks decent, I'll I'll show it to you guys. (laughs) Oh man. It's a weird way to make a living, but man, I literally would not want to have any other job. I've worked so many shit jobs. I mean, they're good jobs, but they're they're not anything I can be passionate about. It's hard to be passionate about washing dishes. I mean, I've, I've found ways to be passionate about it, you know. You can be like, damn, I really impressed the chef tonight. I cleaned the fuck out of those French onion ramekins. I got all the cheese off the edges. You dishwashers know what the fuck I'm talking about. Ramekins are hard as fuck to clean. I don't care what kind of dishwasher you got. That cheese is burnt on there. Um, this is really good information. Man, I really feel like I'm bringing it now. This is what you guys want to know about, right? Um, Oh, I didn't even start my timer. Fuck it. No timer this time. We're just going to live life on the edge. We just do this. We just feel it out. One of those. I know we need at least a minute, though, from where we are right now because that shit is hot. All right. I think the last dab, we should do some GMO. That way I'm just really baked, and then I'll try and figure out how to blow glass today again. This is crazy. I have Bane, chill, bro. You're you're getting a little too jumpy. Oh, he sees a fly. He's a hunter. My German Shepherd. Looked like there was a piece of hair on there, but there's not. Okay. Wow, I'm already super baked. This is uh this is great. You know what's really funny about these podcasts too, is that like my wife's family watch this. Then some of them don't even smoke weed. These are just like good normal people that you know function in society properly and stuff and then they watch me on the internet and i think it's i don't know it makes me feel feel good but also kind of funny i'm like oh do people i don't know do they have a weird perspective on me because i just smoke weed on a camera but everyone seems to like it they say it's they say it makes them laugh so i'm like well that's good even if you're laughing at me not with me that's all right too oh man where are we at here guys it's still fucking hot. Uh, Mark is like, my producer is like, don't do it. <laughs> it's gonna hurt. Because <laughs> so honestly, if I take a hot dab right now, I'm gonna throw up on my new table. I don't want to. Look how nice it looks like. It's dark with the yellow mats, the contrast. I'm stoked on it. And honestly, guys, this is a very cheap thing I did, but it's better than what I was doing. I need to raise it up a little bit. We're a little bit low right now, but much more comfortable. I can sit and my legs under the table. It's fucking dope. Man, that still feels really hot. So time is moving slow, or the nail is holding heat forever. I do not know. Either way. (laughs) We are not ready yet. You know, right now I think we're at about a minute 25. And I I would say like 10 more seconds, we're about there. It's okay. Uh, I bought this GMO for a discount because it was on the shelf. Everybody touched it. Here we go. Definitely need to raise the table up, feeling like a hunchback. There's nothing wrong with being a hunchback. In five years, I'll probably get canceled for saying that. Okay, my producer literally just said, probably dude, there's a good chance. Like, (laughs) oh shit, my dog's under there. He likes it too. Wonderful, (coughs) whoa okay we're back to podcasting we did it what a mess thank you so much everybody that hung out do not forget to check out bmsglass.com thank you HQ on instagram for the sticks these things were awesome i'm gonna keep using them i hope the wife lets me use them when i'm not on the podcast because they're way better than what i was using with that pointed tip what else thank you chris for the coffee and thank you max select seeds for that pack of genetics super stoked Sunday sale is today hope you guys have fun and twitch with us hopefully it works out hopefully I didn't hype it up and it's a big bust how cool would that be if it all worked out thank you again everybody and I I don't know if I said it but I probably did but don't forget to check out bmsglass.com we have mood mats stickers all sorts of fun stuff on there accessories for your rbr or your collection I'm using a bunch of different ones on the table right now to protect my pieces and again, this is the What's Up Everybody podcast. Uh, and thank you, Mark, my producer. Thank you, everybody, who lets me do this. It's fun. Have a good day, guys.